Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. When you think of Bitcoin, you might think of this kind of confusing thing operating in the shadows of finance. But as we've talked about on the show before, the cryptocurrency is trying to go legit. And this week, it's one step closer. I would say that the crypto industry is getting something that they've wanted for years. That's Politico's Kelly Madrick, who's been reporting on how regulators are giving the green light to the first exchange-traded funds that track Bitcoin, essentially letting people invest in the stock exchange and big bets on the price of the digital currency. This moment is a sign that crypto is gaining legitimacy. Now, as Kelly said, this is a big deal. But it doesn't really satisfy anyone completely. The reason? They're just approving funds that track Bitcoin futures, speculation about Bitcoin's future price, not funds tied to the real price of Bitcoin. And so I think there's a long way to go before that happens. But if and when it does, that will really be a sign that Bitcoin is almost like a computer version of gold. A computer version of gold. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Kelly Madrick on Bitcoin's Big Week and why crypto critics aren't too happy about it. Crypto enthusiasts and the ETF industry are bracing for the start of trading of the first Bitcoin futures ETF on Tuesday when the ProShares Bitcoin strategy ETF is scheduled to begin trading at the New York Stock Exchange. Now, this ETF is based on Bitcoin futures. This does seem like potentially an inflection point. Lots of questions about what it means, what it means uh, for the SEC to allow it to go forward, whether they've really opined on it one way or the other. Well, people close to the matter are telling us that it appears the SEC is ready to approve at least one ETF, and it's not likely to block the products from starting to trade next week. So exchange-traded funds or exchange-traded products, ETFs or ETPs, are basically funds that track the underlying value of something. Mm -hmm. In this case, you know, the crypto industry really wanted a Bitcoin ETF proper, which means the fund would track the value of Bitcoin. Oh, like, like what you said would make it a sort of computer version of gold. Yes, but what we've seen happen and what is advancing this month, in particular the beginning of this week with the first Bitcoin futures ETF is a fund that tracks the speculation in the future about the price of Bitcoin. Mm. This is a huge victory for crypto interests because they've wanted to have a fund that simply tracks any measure of Bitcoin at all. Um, but what they've been really pushing for and for years have been unsuccessful is to have a Bitcoin exchange traded fund. That is a fund that tracks the value of the underlying Bitcoin market. Instead, they're going to have a fund that tracks the value of Bitcoin futures. That is bets on the price of Bitcoin looking ahead. So those ETFs are now going to be traded on the New York Stock Exchange, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, the federal regulator of markets, is letting this go forward. 
Um, I don't know this stuff super well, but in a way, that sounds kind of goofy to me for people, like you just said, to essentially be investing in things that are betting on what the price of digital currency might be in the future. I mean, is that as odd as it feels for me to be saying out loud? I think it's important to realize that there are just such a plethora of ETFs. So having a Bitcoin one, although it is a huge threshold, it kind of is in line with the fact that the SEC is not really there to kind of pick winners and losers about any given fund. There are ETFs that chart the fear index, how scared investors are. There are ETFs that track um, a basket of securities and how much they might be worth. The one of the most famous ETFs is one that tracks the value of the S&P 500. Um there's even an ETF I saw the uh, a couple months ago that places a price on FOMO, the fear of missing out. <laughs> okay, okay. So this isn't exactly as abnormal as it seems to me, but you've been reporting on how there are regulators who are pretty skeptical here and not too happy about this, who think this could be a bad idea to let these things betting on future Bitcoin value be traded. Why is that? I think that um, regulators are still somewhat uncomfortable with Bitcoin. I'm sure that people have seen the wild whipsaws in the value of Bitcoin, although recently it just seems like it's going up and up. Um, But there are real concerns that uh, this is just a like a, a, a time of irrational exuberance in the stock market, and Bitcoin is following that, um, and that eventually the price may drop. Uh-huh. The SEC actually put out on its Twitter account last week kind of a warning to investors to be careful when um, investing in exchange-traded funds. So there is a bit of concern on the part of the securities regulator that um, everyday investors may not actually understand what's involved in investing in these funds. But yes, Mm -hmm. there are market advocates who believe that the underlying Bitcoin market is not safe enough. It's not free enough from potential manipulation or broad changes in the market that could be, you know, maybe pushed by one party, one major party or something like that. Mm. Would you consider this moment sort of like the beginning of Bitcoin going legit? I think the industry and some advocates who are critical of this want to make this moment that. But I'm not entirely convinced that it's that important. It's generating a lot of hype. But Bitcoin futures have existed since 2017. For me, the real watershed moment will be whether regulators actually approve a fund that tracks the price of Bitcoin. And that's not what this Bitcoin futures ETF does. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately, if and when you can invest in an ETF for Bitcoin itself, a physically backed fund that tracks the actual price of that, that is going to be a key moment. And that's honestly the moment that the industry is looking for too, as to um, a sign of an actual kind of nod from regulators that this is a legitimate asset that has a spot price. What does this mean for other digital currencies? Because Bitcoin is one of a ton of them, right? Like if Bitcoin is sort of moving closer to this point where it's almost like a real 
currency in a lot of people's minds like gold is or something or like holds value like something like that does that that does that mean that some of these other digital currencies might be moving that way too i think this isn't a very satisfying answer but i think that the answer is no (laughs) because i just don't think that cryptocurrency is like it's such a new field and Bitcoin is the most tested of any crypto that I think you're going to have industries say, oh, yeah, this shows that cryptocurrency is entering the mainstream. Right. But I also think that Bitcoin has a very special kind of place in the market, in part because it does have those futures contracts that have been approved by the CFTC since 2017. And so that kind of laid the foundation for Bitcoin to have other types of products in the market that are um, more complicated. I think it's going to take a long time for other crypto to reach that level of sophistication. But I do believe that, you know, it is a step forward. And I think all cryptos are going to kind of watch that. And the crypto community is going to see that as a broadening of the market toward these digital assets. But I still think that Bitcoin is the most sophisticated and the most kind of tried and true in terms of how much activity it has. And I think that makes a really big difference when it comes to convincing regulators that you can have a fund like this. Kelly Madrick, thanks so much for talking with me. Thanks a lot. Also, today, the State Department's Inspector General is launching a series of investigations into the end of the Biden administration's diplomatic operations in Afghanistan. That's according to State Department and congressional officials, as well as documents viewed by Politico. The reviews will focus on the State Department's special immigrant visa program, Afghans' process for refugee admission into the U.S., resettlement of those refugees and visa recipients, and the emergency evacuation of the U.S. Embassy in Kabul. Other Inspector General offices, including those at the Defense Department and the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, are likely to also probe the events, which many critics argue were partly the result of a failure to properly coordinate among multiple departments and agencies in the weeks and months after President Biden ordered a full withdrawal of U.S. forces from the country. And Donald Trump is suing the January 6th Select Committee and the National Archives to block the release of his White House's records related to the Capitol attack. The former president's lawyers filed the suit in D.C. District Court on Monday. It names the January 6th panel's chair, Representative Benny Thompson, and the National Archivist, along with the committee and the archives, and asks a federal judge to declare the entire request from the select committee to be invalid and to block the National Archives from turning over any materials to Congress in response to the request. The lawsuit kicks off a complex, high-stakes legal fight over congressional investigations and executive privilege. Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to subscribe to Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows like Global Insider and Politico Energy. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening. <laughs>